0: What's up, guys? I'm Chad Brock.
1: And I'm Zach Baylor.
0: And you're watching the Orion Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, episode four of the Orion Podcast, and we have one heck of a guest. One heck of a guest, legend in the making. I mean, what else do you say, man? I mean, <laughs> this guy's this guy's killing it in every in every which way, shape, and form. But we're gonna make him wait just a minute, just a minute. Um, so. Another news, Zach. You got a bow build going on. Turkey season's coming up, man. Tell us a little bit about this bow build you got going.
1: Trying to get the new Hoyt together. We've got a new set of custom strings going on it. Then time to start tuning, getting everything timed up, get the new rest on, get everything dialed in and sighted in, ready
0: for some birds. So hopefully we can catch a strutter
1: up here in PA this spring.
0: I hear you, man. I, they were out in the fields today. As I was driving home, man, the fields were absolutely full of beards and yeah they definitely well you know thinking. if
1: indiana would move up their season just a tick it always seems like it's a little bit late
0: we My definitely old, are a kind of thought
1: late. yeah definitely. it's a later season up here and a longer season too but i'm hoping to actually get out up here this year and
0: run one down if i have to and it seems like <laughs> fishing's in full force here in uh, here in indiana it seems like a lot of people got out this past weekend we had that uh Had that big bright full moon, man, and I tell you what, they caught him flat. Caught him. Shout out to little Nick Flynn if he's watching. The he caught a monster bag. We knew it was coming. (laughs)
1: We've been watching that one for what a decade now.
0: Yeah, ever since this this kid was probably seven years old when he was going to take everybody's money, and uh, he's. He started taking everybody's money this weekend, so that's mm-hmm. cool to see that uh, he's out there and got his first tournament win this weekend. So I was uh, I was pretty fired up about that. Yeah, but uh, awesome. let's jump uh, let's jump into this. So tonight's guest, man, what do you say? I mean, what do you say? He is the fishing brand manager at Jackson Kayak, host of the upcoming show. The road trip angler. Give it up for the one. The only the bearded legend in the making, Jameson Redding. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the buildup was a little bit.
2: <laughs> hey man, there was a lot of buildup for sure. <laughs> that was a lot of buildup, man. I wanted yeah, you totally to anticipate it. Yeah. I'm just glad I made it. Uh, for those of you uh, obviously I think I joined right as you were intro in the show. Um, we were supposed to do a little test, so hopefully my audio and everything's working. Um sounds great. But I might have been yeah. on the water making that one last cast uh, for <laughs> for, a, for a video project and uh yeah it paid off. Uh stroke a 20-inch smallmouth on the last cast and packed everything up and left. So I must care about you, can... you guys a lot to leave
0: to, <laughs> to
2: leave a, a
0: hot bite. Uh, you are uh, <laughs> definitely dedicated to the cause, and there's no need to ask yeah. how you're doing because, man, you catch a 20 inch smallmouth on the last cast. I think you're doing all right, man. There were other fish right.
2: before the last cast, but that was the one. That was big. That was one. I, would, one.
1: I, I would have, I would have probably called and said, "You guys are on your own. I, we'll catch you next <laughs> week."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that the thought did not cross my mind. <laughs> Don't, Don't worry. I, I, I knew it was kind of of a a Hail Mary. We were uh, doing some video stuff for uh, a company called Deck that makes the uh, drawer system that goes in the bed of your truck, and they were doing a kayak fishing kind of 101 this afternoon, and I think we had about 45 minutes uh, to get on the water, get a fish on camera. So, mission accomplished, and I'm here. In a
1: big, big way, it
0: sounds like. (laughs) Pictures? Pictures? I mean... Hopefully for the people at home, make this believable. I mean, would you look at it?
1: Would you just just look at it?
0: Big old football (laughs) (laughs) right now.
1: Is that a? Did he just double long arm that fish? Long arm in the photo and on camera. (laughs) Well, it's kind of hard to do a selfie. Was I mean,
2: look at the hand for reference. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's a. We got that
0: solar flare in the back. I'm not even sure that's you. It might not be. It's, it's, uh, it's a new filter on new the Instagram. Filter. You can just add fish yeah. to yourself.
1: Got it. Got it. Let's. Jump. I need to find that for elk. Yeah. Well, speaking of elk, we
0: can trade. <laughs> let's uh let's jump into this thing, boys. So, Jameson, obviously, we've been, I've known you for a while. We were co-workers We're working every day and doing different things with the Jackson kayak team and the marketing. Um, But I want to take everybody back and get, let everybody get to know a little bit of the, uh, the early version of Jameson Redding. Tell us how did, how did your passion for the outdoors begin? Where, where'd you get started and, and how did you find yourself fishing?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, to go way back, uh, I grew up kind of where I I'm actually right where I live, um, now, uh, in North Carolina in the foothills, Northwestern part of the state, very rural area, big town of Rhonda, North Carolina. Um, you'll have to Google that, um, to find it. But, uh, uh earlier today, I think I was talking to someone and they couldn't even find the town. So they were like, what's the next one closest to you for weather? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up on a, uh, kind of on a farm. My dad owns a fence company. So working outside, um, my whole life, uh, whether it was getting hay bales out of the field for, for a dollar a hay bale with the big round bells, driving a tractor when I was like 13, 14, just to have some spending money or, you know, raising, uh, some calves through high school to have some spending money, um, to, to go to prom and whatnot. <laughs> so, uh, always been outside, um you know, oriented, uh, and love to hunt and love to fish. Now, growing up, I wouldn't say that I knew what I was doing at all. A lot of farm pond bobber fishing and, uh, you know, hunting with, uh, you know, a rifle, out a tree stand locally here for, for whitetail. Um, but yeah, just always, you know, love the outdoors, but I would say where the fishing thing really came in is <clears throat> I moved to, to Florida to go to, to college and, uh, was kind of more into hunting really than fishing at the time. But when I got to Florida, like I was looking at like, where can I go hunt? There's, you know, some game lands, but it wasn't really ideal. And it was a draw um, to even get access to the game lands. Most people that live down there in Pensacola where I was at um, had, you know, uh, in Alabama, they would like join a hunting club or whatever. So they had access to, to land and I'm in college living off pizza and, um, you know, working, at the same time so joining a hunting club was not gonna happen <laughs> but the cool thing about pensacola is there's a lot of grass flats um so i kind of learned to to go fish off the beach or to do some wade fishing um, i actually met my my wife down there and her dad um, had a small boat but he also wade fished for uh, speckled trout and that kind of thing so i really kind of Gave me that, uh, what I was looking for, what I was missing with the hunting. I was able to, you know, get that that getaway um, to get out on the flats or whatever and um, started really trying to learn more and more about it. Uh, Had a boat down there and then eventually moved back to North Carolina um, to help my dad's business, a fence company, and uh, got rid of the boat. But there's a lot of rivers here. And some of my buddies I reconnected with and we started talking about either accessing the rivers with a canoe or a kayak, like what would be You know, ideal because, uh, you know, going and waiting a small section like limits you so much because there's just not access kind of between those sections, right? Um, so we all ended up buying kayaks the same day, and uh, yeah, that just ignited a whole nother thing that I didn't know was there. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was, uh, I think 13, 14 years ago, something like that, um, somewhere in there. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> not long after that, I ended up getting the Jackson Cusa when it came out, um, which kind of led me to being a big fan of, of Jackson and, uh, ended up getting the Cuda, which was the next boat they came out with. And that way I had kind of a river boat and a flat water boat. And again, just, uh, kind of ate up with it. So really just started doing some redfish tournaments so I could get back to the salt water and trying to figure out what, the industry needed so I could like find a place for myself. And and I met Drew Gregory at the time and uh, actually Brooks and Drew at the same time got put on the team and started making videos and stuff to just uh, went from there and led to where I'm at today. Really fast forward.
0: So let's, let's kind of go back to that time. I think for me and Zach, uh, as well as yourself, I mean, it's a special time of, Kind of when kayak fishing took off, I mean, kind of describe how that was in the early days when, you know, the, the Kusa is just launched and, you know, it's the first boat that's out there. I mean, everybody's fishing out of whatever's available at the time, um, kind of flashback. I mean, what was...
2: Yeah, it's been really cool. And I would say there's definitely some names um, that if you're in kayak fishing, you probably heard, you know, Drew, um, Gregory, I mentioned already, Chad Hoover, Jim Salmons. like these are some, some people that are the, the real OGs. And there are people fishing from kayaks for, you know, hundreds of years, right? But Until I would say the KUSA, maybe a couple of the the boats before that, there were a few boats, um, even ocean kayak had a few that were dedicated for fishing, um, or at least they were starting to add rod holders. And um, I think wilderness was the first one to kind of go to a track system. And they had a few accessories, very limited accessories that you could use with that. Um, The KUSA was really cool because uh, I was in a wilderness boat. And it was just not, not that they don't make a good boat, but it wasn't the right, but I was in a commander, very open cockpit um, style boat. And I was doing a lot of river fishing. So I was like loading the boat with water in rapids and my buddies and I would have to like drag it up and dump the water out. And so I'm like scouring the web, trying to find the best kayak for river fishing. And I think that's what led me to the CUSA was like, here's a whitewater company that is making a go at a fishing kayak with a guy that's known for river fishing, which is was Drew at the time. And um, so it was just a lot there that, that really and the fact that you know some of the things that were kind of industry first. I mean, you had somewhat high-low seating with the commander, but it was like either two positions, you know, you had a molded-in seat up high and then a and then a seat down low. But to have an external frame type seat that you could take in and out of the boat and go high and low the kayak was built to stand in um, and then just all the staging for rods and just things that made sense from an angler standpoint. Um, And I think Jackson was very much on the forefront of really thinking about it, not just from a, we can add rod holders, but, but let's make it standable. Let's make it um, to where it really makes sense. Like where you stage your rods and how you, how you would fish, um, you know, out of a kayak and and make it simpler and, and easier. And then to see, Like how big kayak fishing. I remember walking around ICAST some of the first years that I went and, you know, you were the kayak guy. So like getting sponsors or whatever, like you just kind of got pushed aside and there were some early adapters like Z-Man, for example, they've always worked with kayak fishermen. Power pole came out with the micro power pole like years ago. Um, so there's definitely been brands that were early adapters to it. But now you walk a show like ICAST and you see kayaking like in every booth uh, and it's being marketed to. So that's just a, a testament of how big the sport has gotten and how many eyes are now on the sport. And uh, then people like Chad just <clears throat> I think he kind of led the way with rigging out kayaks with electronics and motors and <clears throat> fishing you know, bass tournaments and stuff like that. And then you got Jim, who's just going after like huge fish that you would never dream of. Like I can do that in a kayak. Like I can launch off the beach and go do that. And I, I think me and my buddies used to watch his show and um, DVR back in the day when it, you know, first came out. And so to see all that, like just come together. And now to see there's so many great offerings from so many companies when it comes to kayaking and, you as an angler there it's just like almost overwhelming like how many choices there are and how to like dial it in but it's great because you have that selection you can really find the right boat for you and for the conditions that you're fishing
0: absolutely and i i can remember being at icast you bringing that up and it was uh 2012 and and walking the aisles and there was pretty much zero kayak presence in 2012 and and to be what it is now Um, where new boats are getting launched and and different things like that it really shows the evolution and how much how far the sports
2: came yeah for sure and it's uh continues to grow so it's it's uh you know sometimes i look at some of the spots that i used to access with the kayak and no one else would be there and then you show up and there's five kayaks and you're like did we (laughs) do this were we a part of this that i'm
1: yeah Yeah. it's such a (laughs) Such a lower barrier to entry for folks to jump in a kayak versus a big bass boat, you know, yeah. money-wise. When you start talking just initial costs and gas and maintenance and all that, you know, once you get a, a plastic boat, for for lack of a better term, I mean, there's, you know, it, it's up to you. Make it what it, you want to make it.
2: It really is, and I think what really was the light bulb for me um, was at the time I wanted the kayak because I couldn't afford the boat, so I had like a center console down in Florida. It was an older one. My buddy and I kind of shared. Um, and, uh, when I moved to North Carolina, like we were building a house, like things were happening and I just didn't have the money to get a, a boat. And I thought I wanted a bass boat, um, at the time, you know, so I would look at boats all the time. Well, then I got the kayak and this light bulb went off. Like I, this boat can do anything. Like I can go offshore, uh, and chase big fish. I can go inshore and chase redfish. I can go down the river and catch smallmouth there is not a boat on the planet, like a big power boat that can have that much versatility. Like I'm not taking a bass boat and launching off the beach and chasing, you know, snapper and <laughs> kingfish and whatever, you know, so, but you can do that in a kayak. And um, so it's, uh it just really opened the door to me. And I think some people get really hyper-focused or dedicated to one species. And I think that's awesome, but I've never been that way. I really want to just experience it all. And I have my favorites, but, the kayak definitely opens up the field where you can just throw in the bed of your truck, drive anywhere in the country or to Canada or Mexico, or wherever, um, and, and go catch fish out of it.
0: So when, when you look back at the journey and you're, and you're going through it in your mind, how I mean, we're start we're starting in these humble beginnings. And now fast forward, you are the brand manager, fishing brand manager at Jackson Kayak. I mean, when you look at this evolution, I mean, what's that like? I mean, do you just have to pinch yourself sometimes? Yeah,
2: yeah, you do. I mean, it's definitely a blessing, dude. I can't like to be where I'm at, to to get to work with people like yourself um, every day. I know our marketing group is family to all of us and we we work hard, we play hard. Um, but Jackson to me, and uh, has always been a really cool brand to be a part of because it's enthusiast. Um, you know, whether it's Emily and her brother or it's us on the fishing side, um, we're all like users of the products that we make. And, you know, we're always trying to make the products that we want to use, you know, so we're, we're really working hard to, to, like be a part of the industry and not just make a a profit off the industry, if that makes sense. So I knew like early on that Jackson was definitely the company that I wanted to kind of work with. I don't know that I ever thought it would lead to like where I'm at as the, the brand manager. So definitely blessed there. And I never definitely never thought I would like have a television show with the same production company that produced, Jim Salmon show that I used to DVR and have my buddies come over and watch. So it's uh, um, really cool, really blessed. Might've got lucky. Also, I don't think anyone really knows who I am yet or whatever. Like they're still trying to fit,
0: like the, the That's why you're on this huge podcast we've got here. There's, still people, there's yeah. still people watching my mom, Zach's mom, and your mom. <laughs> I promise you my mom's in bed
2: already. No, it's, uh, no what I'm saying is like, you know, I think I feel like sometimes I've got like everyone tricked into thinking like I know what I'm doing <laughs> just because, like if you say something with confidence, maybe people will just believe it, you know, kind of thing. But,
0: um, yeah. No, man. I, I mean, I've been around you at the factory and and when we was there in October and seeing you work on different things. Uh, the launch of the Kilroy was one of the projects that we were working on while we was there, and to see you being hands on, um, I think that speaks uh, speaks volumes to your work ethic and your hands on. Uh, path that you've taken with the products at Jackson Kayak and I think there's going to be a lot of people that you know appreciate that down the road and, and you know just it, it's a good thing it's a yeah. very good thing man we're we're all proud of that for sure
2: it takes a team for sure and uh, I think it's really cool that um, we're I uh, feel like we're utilizing our, our team much much better than we have in the past and listening to them and it, I think it's going to make for some really cool stuff man for the future so
1: Okay. Yeah. Well when you got a when you got a group of folks like that that, you know, live the lifestyle and you know, are using the products that many days out of the year. There's a, a backpack company I work with a little bit that I mean the the owner of that company's in the field over two hundred days a year, either hunting, camping, fishing in the mountains or something. And that, yeah. you know, it's very relatable, you know, the kayak to the packs and it it shows and yeah. the product development and how far it's came and how in a short amount of time
2: yeah for sure i mean <clears throat> i mean i guess there's hiccups when you're all enthusiasts and you all would rather be on the water than, <laughs> than in some some other places but uh but yeah you find a balance and you try to make it work and you, and you, you try to build a product that you can be proud of and uh, i think mm-hmm. we're doing that so
0: yeah and you know just so, just so zach knows we do have to uh, put in for our sick days now that was a new thing for 2022 <laughs> <laughs> put that in a song sick days <laughs> Put that in the sauna. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about the new show. You got a show coming up, the Road Trip Angler. Um, let's tell people a little bit about what that's what the vision for that show is. Yeah, so I'm really excited
2: about uh, the project. First of all, like I said, it's the production company that produced Jim's show, Chad's show. So Um, if you're gonna pick one to work with, it's like that's the one, right? Like they know it, they get it, they're kayakers. Um, so really excited for that opportunity. But what I think I'm most excited about is doing what I've been doing for the past decade of loading the kayak in the truck or on top of a Subaru, whatever I vehicle I was in at the time and, and traveling around the country, um, you start to realize there's this really awesome community um around kayak fishing that I don't know if it exists. Like, I know it doesn't exist in the boating world um, the way it does. Maybe it does in the fly fishing community, but with kayakers, it's, like, such an open door. You know, people you've never met or maybe you've met online or whatever are like, hey, man, you can come fish with me, stay with me anytime or whatever. And you just – you start to, like, really understand that this is different, you know, um, and – Back in the day, there was these uh, events called the Kayak and Boondoggle, which I met Chris Funk at for the first time and a few others that um, are here. And, you know, going and seeing those communities was always just such a cool thing for me. And then fast forward, uh, Brooks and I kind of started with uh, Jackson, what we call JK Media House, which is where we were like, okay, here's the idea. You know, let's take cameras, go to these communities where we have team members on Jackson and dealers and film in their region, film, you know, get content for the dealer, content for Jackson, content for the team members, and just showcase their area where they fish and their dealer. And we did that for a few years. um, And it it was really cool uh, experience to, to kind of get to share, not just with a dealer, like what they do from a sales standpoint, but like how they're involved with their local community and, and what their fisheries look like. And understanding, you know, and getting to meet our great team that we have scattered across the the country and even worldwide. For that matter, we've got a lot of great guys in Europe and stuff. Um, So the idea for the show is kind of that. It's it's to not really so much about like me or what I'm doing, because a lot of these areas I've never been to and I've never fished. Um, But it's more about showcasing who that uh, led local legend or that legend in that area, who that angler is their fishery, the shop that supports uh, that community, um, you know, the Jackson dealer or whatever that's in that region and then just showcasing the region itself. So really just, just kind of broadening the, uh, the reach of that, of what we were doing with JK media house through having a show um, and we'll also do a lot of digital assets from it too, but that's the idea is just to, to load up the truck Go somewhere on on a road trip and uh, you know not really have like a solid plan, but just you know hook up with people in their region and um, and the local shop and get out on the water and experience you know hopefully the food and the and the fishing and and the people.
0: So now Chris Funk's hollering at us. He's saying boondoggle, boondoggle. <laughs> yeah, back in the
2: day, you would just hear cries of boondoggle uh, at the end. Of these events would have three to four hundred people at them. Some of them. So someone would yell boondoggle really loud. And then next thing you know, it would just start this echo effect of <laughs> people yelling all across the campground.
0: And the boondoggles. I mean that, that those were Can two, canoe Kentucky still has one. And it's a, it's an epic. Yeah, time. They're
2: still actually going on. I think, um, you know, it's been a while just since I've been to one, um, but it's really cool to see a lot of the same people are still, still putting them on. So.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. So, what are some of the what are some of the destinations where the show is going to be headed?
2: Yeah, so this year we started filming in Texas. Um, so Corpus Christi, we filmed with Roy's Bait and Tackle down there. Which, if you're ever in Corpus Christi, that place is unreal. Um, I don't know if I've been in a tackle shop that has more tackle than what this place has. I mean, it was almost overwhelming this is when like you can't hardly get reels anywhere because of supply chain. And I have I really like throwing a certain reel. It's the Shimano Chronarchs. They make a saltwater rated version of it. And it's hard to find, um, because it's, uh, it's the saltwater version. And, uh, they had one in the case and I'm like, you know, I got to get this reel. And he's like, Oh yeah, we've got how many, you know, we got a stack of them. I'm like, No one has a stack of them. The fact you have one (laughs) is impressive. I want as many as I can afford. Like, you know, so uh, I'm like, but yeah, very impressive area. Um, Grass flats. I mean, just clear water grass flats for miles. Um, And so we did a lot of speckled trout fishing and some red fishing. And uh, yeah, just a really cool place. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Got to hang out with Dustin Nichols and a a couple other people down there, Richard Penny on our team. And uh, so next let's see two weeks from now is the second shoot for the, for the season. And, uh, we're heading out to Oklahoma, which I'm excited about because number one, uh, there's, we're going to be bronze back fishing, which is, uh, one of my favorite species to target. Um, and it's an area that I've never fished before. So that's, that's two things that I'm really excited about. I've never, i never fished in Oklahoma and, uh, and I love chasing smallmouth. So we're going to actually kind of fish two different regions of the state. Um, and, pack that into like five days. So it's going to be run and gun really moving quickly. But, um, I think it'd be really cool just to see the, uh, transition from Cyprus. I think it's it's what I'm hearing anyway, is like, we're going to be kind of in the lowland and then heading up to the uh, Wichita mountains. Um, so we'll really get to see a diverse, um, fishery there, um, hanging out with OKC, which is one of our biggest dealers in the country. And, uh, and then Delaware Paddle Sports, another place I've never fished before. They have Striper, and so we'll be doing some saltwater fishing and also probably some freshwater bass fishing as well. Um, so pumped about that region as well. And then uh, coming back to uh, Tennessee to fish with uh, Caney Fork. And uh, another. all these are some of our biggest dealers, and I'm really excited to work with them all. Caney Fork I've worked with uh, quite a bit in the past just because they're local there closer to the factory. So I'm excited about that one because I actually have some knowledge of the rivers around there and I know what kind of smallmouth live in those rivers. So um, uh, that one I feel like is uh, more of a, I don't want to say home run because I don't want to jinx myself, but I feel more confident uh, on waters I've been to before. So um, it's cool to revisit some spots, but also have like new areas that I've never gotten to experience.
0: Will Matt Cunningham be your tour guide for the Tennessee version? Yes,
2: I have already asked Matt to be involved, and also Charlie, uh, who is also on the team and works at the factory as well. Um, Charlie is the is the cold water river striper king oh, yeah. around there, and then you got Matt, who's just smallmouth.
0: Matt's going to make but, you drag your boat. Yeah, I, I mean, I have no problem with that. Like, that's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be, you may be dragging down the side of some Tennessee mountain. That's all you right. Got I got the, the
2: Kilroy, man. I'll throw that thing on my shoulder <laughs> and hike in if I have to. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, one thing that we want to remind you guys at, out there listening, watching, uh, however you're taking in the podcast tonight, um, if you're watching on live, keep in mind here in just a little bit, we are going to have five questions. Five questions with James Reddit coming from you guys, the audience. You can ask him anything and everything. We, we will read it. We promise. So keep those <laughs> questions in the hopper. You, when you, you'll know when it's time. You'll know when it's time for five questions. Also, do I get mention, like,
2: a, do I get to like call a friend, or is there any kind of lifelines?
0: <laughs> Only if it works. <laughs> I can do that. So <laughs> we also got to remind everybody. We want to remind everybody. The Orion Podcast tonight is powered by Jackson Kaya. Visit jacksonkayak.com for all your Jackson Kayak and Orion needs. Gotta get that in there. You gotta pay the bills. <laughs> House-
1: well I'm
2: liking, I'm liking I'm liking, uh, I'm liking podcast chat.
0: Podcast chat. <laughs> yeah. Podcast Chad's a different chad for sure. Yeah,
2: I like him though. It's cool.
0: <clears throat> We uh we practice. We practice. It shows. Got we got sweet tea going and you know, it just the vibe the good vibes flow, man
2: i'm hydrating right now but i really thought about switching to the brown water the brown water to the clear stuff right now
0: i got a question for five questions we'll save that for later it's a good one i've been thinking about it all week and like i've just held on to it all week long i i'm ready for it so let's jump let's get back into the show back into the show um so tell us about when this when, when the Road Trip Angler is going to start airing, where people are going to be able to kind of find it um, okay. as things come out.
2: Yeah, so right now we're looking at a mid to late summer uh, airing. Um, it will air on what used to be called Fox Sports Networks. So it's now Bali Sports Networks. It's B-A-L-L-Y. They basically bought the naming rights off Fox. Um, so they're regional networks that are nationwide. So like in your region, it might have like, for example, Florida's, I think the like Sun Sports or Florida Sun or something like that. But it's a Bali network or here it's uh, Bali Southeast. But it's basically the channel that you would watch uh, ball games and whatnot on. Um, So that'd be really cool to to air nationwide right after a Braves game or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. um, yeah, and then um, you you also will be hosting a lot of the content on Jackson's YouTube channel, so Jackson Kayaks YouTube channel, um, and we'll host uh, obviously content on my own Instagram and Jackson's social channels and whatnot. Um, but yeah, the the main airings will be on Bali Sports Networks. So, right, cool. Which you, I think, too, uh, we'll be streaming. And I can update this when we get a little closer, but we'll have some streaming platforms that we're working with. We're look, uh, working with Amazon Prime a little bit, uh, my Outdoor TV, and a couple others that some of their other content is on. So, as the time gets closer, I'll find out like exactly where this will all live. Um, but we'll do a digital episode of each one to go on YouTube. So,
0: yeah, that'll be great. Absolutely, absolutely. So when we're talking about The title of the show, Road Trip Angler, and and that kind of really needs no presence. I mean... (laughs) Well, what are your, some of your craziest stories from the open road? <laughs> you mean, man, if you had to know like ones I can Jason actually
2: Cassidy. share, or <laughs> <laughs>
0: we asked Jason Cassidy uh, the same question because you know he's he's traveling around fishing the BOS tour this year, and uh, we gotta ask you, man, what you know, what the, is the,
2: Brooks and I actually um hung out a little bit this past weekend, and I traveled probably more with that man than any other person um over the last. 10 years of my life and we were trying to, to remember things, but it just all start to run together. And we're like, well, wait, was that that trip or was it like another trip? I don't remember. Um, but there's been so many crazy uh stories and we were actually laughing at that because it's like, you know, most people have like one story or two stories and it's like, ours just start to run together because we spent so much time like out on the road. So I don't really know, like, I Man, it's a top, like it's hard to dial it in. I can say a few ones that really stand out. One, uh, we were up in Canada and uh, with, with James, our fearless leader in the marketing department at Jackson. Oh, yeah. And Brooks and I had been camping with him on the Ottawa River. And when we got off the river, I packed and I, for whatever reason, decided to bring every fishing rod that I owned at the time in my rod box that was on my trailer. Well, when we left, I had left it open for Brooks to put his rods in. He told me he wasn't going to put them in there, and and I made a mental note to go back, shut the rod locker, and lock it. Well, I didn't do that. We drove four hours, got to James's house. It was Canada Day. um, I don't remember if it was that night or the next day, but we were celebrating it that night, and uh, we were going to go pick up some things at the store. I walked by my truck, noticed the rod locker open, and every fishing rod I owned was gone. And so no. we drove back four hours the next day and we found one rod that was ran over. So yeah, no, uh, that was, that was pretty upsetting, heartbreaking, but I'll never forget it. Um, yeah. I literally in my motor home, I have parked so long waiting on, um, draw in Louisiana that we were able to actually like pretty much have a party in the motor home, <laughs> uh, spend some vinyl, you know, have, have people that were parked behind us, join us in the motor home, that <laughs> uh, we waited on the barges to go through for hours, um, and uh, you know, you should ask Brooks sometime about you know trying to get a, a loaded gun onto an airplane. That was pretty entertaining. We
1: well, should I just have just had Brooks. Do, that on that doesn't me? work. That <laughs> yeah, doesn't work. So I, I, I tried it with just ammunition here a while back, and it, yeah. it does not work so i'll I'll share
2: that one this one has a lot of of stuff uh to it but we were headed to costa rica to kind of scout a filming opportunity that we thought we could uh make happen we had this idea for a video called rainbows and roosters so we were going to go chase rainbow bass which are in the same family as peacock bass and live in some of the whitewater type rivers uh in costa rica and uh, then we thought you know if we could do that and then go catch a rooster fish uh that it would be a really cool story to tell. And, and I mean, the name's kind of catchy, right? Um, and so we were traveling there. We go to the airport super late. We get in, we go to this red eye early morning flight, super early morning flight. Um, and we make it to the gate. Uh, we got our luggage checked, we got our bags, everything. Volcano erupts in Costa Rica. Oh so there's all this ash in the air. They can't land the plane. So they cancel the flight. So we leave. The airport. And it's like, you know, we made it to the airport. So I won't I won't lie. We, we had a couple tall boys as we were sitting there waiting on the flight, you know, and then it, and then they can't because we're excited. We're going to Costa Rica. Right. And uh, they cancel the flight. So we finish our beers. We go down. We rebook. Hopefully the ash clears. We get to fly out the next day. Um, and I do one of these priceline deals where you just like end up with whatever you get kind of thing. And we end up with the Ritz Carlton for like 80 bucks a night. It was stupid. Like in <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. Um, so we pull up and there's like Ferraris and stuff. Right. And we're in like a white, a lifted white Chevy panel van. Right? <laughs> I'm not lying. On the way there, by the way, we see a, a rap video being filmed on the basketball courts on the beach. So we stop and we actually got ran off because we were filming the people filming the rap video like channel <laughs> <Mantle> man <laughs> it is uh, a little weird anyway we go out that night we meet all these like interesting people end up hanging out with the bar staff the at another bar and just like it, it, our group grew right like we had people come up from Miami that we knew we had like 15 people. Eric Estrada came up, the artist, not the guy from Chips. Um, <laughs> so fast forward next morning, cool night, right? We made the best of it. We go to head to the to the airport and we all make it through security. Um, flights on time. Everything's ready to go. Brooks gets stopped. Keep in mind, he's got the same bag and I hope he doesn't mind me telling the story. Hopefully he's not listening, but he's got the same bag that he had the day before that we made it all the way to the gate with. They stop him. They're like, "Sir, is there something you know about in your bag?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know. It's the same stuff." So immediately we're thinking drone batteries or something weird, you know. Sheriff's deputies are rolling up, right? Oh, like, man. so it just escalated from this is no longer a TSA thing. This is a we got to get law enforcement involved. <laughs> I'm like, what is in your bag, dude? They they <laughs> they reach in. And like, is there anything in here that you can harm? He's like, I don't know. They pull out his—he's got a concealed carry. So they pull out his his pistol, and he just drove from Charlotte, you know, to make this flight. So he just forgot that he had stashed his pistol, uh, you know, in his bag. And they looked at him and they go, "Is this loaded?" And he goes, "Well, it wouldn't be any good if it wasn't." <laughs> I'm like, fair, I don't know. Fair, fair point. Yeah, and so, uh, but it, you know, he uh, he had to pay a fine. Um, But it could have been a lot worse. Luckily, he had his concealed carry far as reciprocal to, uh, I think I said that word, right? To North Carolina. And uh, he ended up catching up with us at the hostel that we stayed in the next day. So yeah, that was the start of the adventure, right? So, um, but yeah, it was uh, quite the, quite the interesting few moments of like, okay, is this where Brooks goes (laughs) to jail for the rest of his life? Yeah. Um, But luckily, because he had a concealed carry, it definitely de-escalated the situation quite a bit. And it no longer was like, as bad as it could have been. I'm just glad right. that he didn't make it to Costa Rica with the gun, because right. he might still be in Costa Rica. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. what
1: I was just thinking. If he got all the way through the day before, yeah. what happens coming back?
2: Yeah, so that uh, <laughs> that's probably one of the craziest uh, travel stories uh, that we have. And like I said, hopefully he's not going to get too mad that I just put that out for the world. But, well,
0: the ironic right. part it of happens this, the ironic part of this whole this whole conversation and this whole story, when we asked Jason Casti in episode one of this podcast, his story too involved a rap video being filmed <laughs> at a gas station. <laughs> so, yeah, Zach and there. I are hanging we're, out in the wrong places because yeah. we've not been in a rap video yet. <laughs> you yeah, know, this guy was full
2: not. on. Uh, there were several women around him playing basketball while he had his shirt off and twisted around his head and lip-sync. It was, uh, like,
1: like a helicopter?
2: Well, yes. yes. It, was, it felt very Petey Pablo, for sure. Okay. You,
0: know, <laughs> you could have been part of the next big hit and you just don't even know who he really
2: don't was. You, don't you guys need some bearded uh, people in your, in, your, in your Some really white-bearded people that don't know how to rap or sing, for that matter? Or dance or anything.
1: Oh man.
0: Uh <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh>. oh. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're <laughs> a little bit closer tonight. <laughs> we're going to get deep with Jameson Redding. It's do you time. just have like, like all these time. sounds on a board that you're playing? Oh, we with? do. We do. Leon Felt, <laughs> the ladies man. The
1: ladies <laughs> man.
0: Lean on lean on a little closer to your microphone. Talk a little bit deeper. It's time for five questions with Jameson Reddit. Let's go to the audience now. See who's got something for you. I'm going to start with my question. Cause I've been waiting all week. <laughs> <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island. And you had to choose. Between a 30 pack of old Milwaukee. And one Miller Lite. Which would you choose?
2: 30-pack of Old Milwaukee. This is not even <laughs> that's not even a real question.
0: <laughs> I wanted to know. I don't know why, but it's just I like, mean,
2: would you choose the Old Milwaukee's best,
0: Old Milwaukee?
2: I, I mean, mean, if it was like 20 millers to 30, yeah, maybe the miller. But like one miller to 30? like Let's face it, after like 15 Milwaukee's, I'm not going to care what the other 15 does. <laughs> I would probably
0: ration the one. Yeah, there's a, a
2: lot one. of people that... um. Think Miller Lite is not a good beer, but it literally says on the can it's a fine Pilsner. So I don't really understand where they're getting their information from.
1: I mean, the marketing's right there. It's, yeah, it's it's written on there. It's
2: beautiful, Randy. It's beautiful. I understand. It's a fine Pilsner. It says it.
0: Coming to you live tonight from Facebook, Miss Jean Wilson. Oh, here we go. How many musical instruments does Jameson have?
2: actually <laughs> none zero I can't play any I can't even really do that good a job playing the radio so like it's not <laughs> zero musical talent
0: <laughs> oh well there's a whole tick. I can't
2: yeah I'm, not I'm really good sure. at letting other people play music and instruments and then imitating them that's what that's what I did with that <laughs>
0: <laughs> coming to you again tonight from Facebook <laughs> Chris Funk would like me to ask you about the swamp.
2: Well, uh, the swamp is Chris Funk's favorite place on Earth, I'm pretty convinced. Um, he's talking about specifically the Oki Okefenokee Swamp, which is loaded with this uh, species of fish known as the bowfin. And uh, it's very tannic water full of big lizards that look like they want to eat you. Um, But it's actually a really cool place. Uh, The wildlife there is unbelievable. And Chris loves it like fat kid loves cake, I guess would be a good way to say it. Like he's (laughs) enamored with the swamp and uh, literally he was texting me pictures just a little while ago of all the baits that he was ready to take back to the swamp. Right
0: on, right on. Also, coming to you tonight from Facebook, we're going back to our man Chris Funk out there hollering at his people. What's more interesting? Beef jerky in Panama? <laughs> and he pops up and says, <laughs> I am that fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can I concentrate, Chris, when you talk
1: kind of to me?
0: <laughs> yeah
2: he's actually not a fat kid anymore he's uh, lost no he, he's, he's not a fat kid anymore not that he ever was i didn't that's not what i meant no full <laughs> disclaimer
0: we at the orion podcast would like to put out a full disclaimer we are not judgmental <laughs> no. sorry james um total train of thought gone how many was that how many questions we have to you?
2: i think that was i don't know three counting yours
0: three counting my, mine was the most important one actually
2: yeah that was <laughs> I had to think about it for a second for sure
0: well it's a deep 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 question let's scroll back up here through the comments this music this music if you could only go to one place ever this is coming to you from youtube user we don't know if you could only ever fish one place again, where would that be?
2: That's a tough one. Um, one place ever.
0: Lay on us. Talk real deep. If I was going to fish one place. <laughs> I think I would I would
2: probably pick uh, L- Louisiana. Final answer. Louisiana.
0: Yeah. Okay. We Specifically
2: have... redfish in Louisiana.
1: Last question I'd love to do.
0: Yes, most definitely. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Last question, question number five. Why are you whispering? I don't know. Live from Facebook, Josh Evans, half question, half wager. Who's catching the biggest smallmouth on Thursday, and care to wager a hat on that (laughs) bet?
2: All right. Well, first of all, it's unfair because I'm going to be behind the camera filming Josh Evans and hopefully Russell (laughs) Johnson. So I guess the wager is really between them. Uh, I mean, if I have to put the camera down and whoop them both, I will do it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say Russell is going to probably catch the biggest one only because I'm going to be filming.
0: I tell you what, I tell you what, I'm going to get into this. I've got I've got that hat. It's, it's hanging right there on my rack. I'm going with Russell, too. So sorry, Josh, Josh. I just so Josh, I don't know why. I, can... I feel like
2: Russell is stroking.
0: <laughs> Yeah. If, if Josh can beat Russell and catch the biggest smallmouth tomorrow and I can get photo evidence dropped to me via message, yeah, Josh, maybe. I will mail you my Jackson kayak hat that I have not even worn yet because I'm not the visor that's Jamison <laughs> I feel
2: like I feel like you lost part of your hat. This is the problem like it was like a weed eater accident? And
0: you just Going back to twenty twelve. <laughs> Going back to twenty twelve, man. I'm living in my childhood. I'm getting old. I'm having a midlife crisis.
2: Josh is. Uh, I don't know if he's taking this uh, too well that we we both bet on Russell.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he was a fan of
0: that. <laughs> We made the
2: wager better. We made a wager better. <laughs> <laughs> Just ship it, my friend. I mean, here's the thing. I'll film all day, and then the last 10 minutes, probably still whoop them. But I don't want to throw it out there you know, this early in the game. So.
0: JT Hickman wants to know the name of this song that we are jamming out to tonight. <laughs> Courtesy of StreamYard JT, Jam- uh, it's called Feeding the Ducks. I
2: just, I, that has you, been you, five Do you don't have any audio sure. things to play
1: with at your place, Zach? I, I don't. I don't. I don't, don't have the the fun red button, but he can keep that button. <laughs> yeah. If
0: he still lived at home and didn't live in Pennsylvania, he would literally come over and take it away from you. You have no idea. Yeah, I
1: probably would have <laughs>
0: smashed it already. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> you know talking about brooks getting in trouble takes me back to the time that i actually about shot we was we was filming and just to tell you this stupid story we're filming and we're shooting archery and we've got the back tension releases because we're shooting target archery so everything's just click boom there's no trigger it's all about you know pulling through rotation and all that. yeah rotation and and zach has this we've he's got his brand new nikon camera and he's like I'm gonna go down to this end of the end of the range. You you just get back there and I'm gonna film this. It's gonna be all awesome. we'll get some pictures <laughs> well, and we'll film
1: it. What I was what I was doing was getting the camera in place so that I could remove myself from between him and the target.
0: <laughs> he wasn't fast enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's just say I got real tired. Things started shaking after holding uh, no. for so long, and it was like poof. I mean inches. Like, it just <laughs> i mean it could yeah we've done some dumb stuff like yeah it, 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 it
2: tends to happen dumb stuff tends you, to happen
0: you
1: remember the time we were on our memorial day trip and we were almost to the lake and we're heading down into the the housing development we'll call it and the dude was in the middle of the road that we didn't see because the glare on the windshield and, and the then gun. when I looked, yes, I looked in the rearview mirror, and he was pointing a gun at the back window,
0: back glass, back, the the back window, because I, I couldn't see.
1: <laughs> well, he was walking down the middle of the road with a He's gun. He's my Brooks. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that was, was Brooks, my Brooks. Actually. That was Brooks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brooks. <That's> <laughs>
0: uh let's 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 seriously talk about some of the places you've been jump as we jump back into this um i know we asked the question uh if you could only fish one spot but you've been a lot of places you've been panama you've been pack you've been to the amazon you i mean you've been all over
2: have been in the amazon yeah have not that, been to the amazon. that would be on the bucket list right there for sure so know, what is
0: it. what is the number one bucket list trip that you have yet to check off. What's- I think
2: it I think it probably would be um I would love to go chase a golden dorado in a river somewhere in like Argentina or you know like South America. Um so yeah, that's that's the one I'd like to really go check off. I just think it's a crazy looking fish. It lives in super shallow rivers and it eats giant flies and I just think it needs I need a picture with one. That's just all there is to it. Um, and I think just something about it being wild in the jungle and hard to get to. Um, if there was a second, it would probably be a really close second. And uh, it would be giant um somewhere, anywhere. Some crazy reef out of the middle of nowhere with giant Trevallis on it, GTs.
0: Uh, and pirates. Yeah, I, Yeah, that'd be fine
2: there are pirates yeah so you got to watch yeah. out for that but yeah
0: <laughs> that's ex- i mean that's that's exactly what i thought of. but those are
2: the two yeah for sure high 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 up bucket list uh species and areas that i would like to go and it's it's one of those things too like i feel like if i could just go accomplish it once that i wouldn't like i've never really experienced a fish where i'm like all right i got to keep going back to that same thing except for redfish and smallmouth bass. Those are the two that I like cannot give up on ever. Um, but like if I could just check that off and have a cool adventure, like I could, I think I could move on with my life.
0: hey ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing wrong with that. So you're kind of a big deal. Now you've made it. You've, you're gonna, you're, <laughs> you're gonna have TV fame. It's not there yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, so what advice is as a future bearded legend that you are, <laughs> can you give to the youth of America? That young picture the, picture the whole of 12, youth of America. <laughs> picture 12 year old Jameson Redding is out there. He's he's watching this podcast right now. He's going, Man, I want I've seen that guy's picture. I wanna be that guy. What do you tell that kid? They should have better heroes. No, I'm just going <laughs> so, uh, Charles Barkley on us?
2: Yeah. Well, you should find someone else to be. Um, no, nah, I think, I think it's, uh, well, obviously, you know, you want to say it's cliche a little bit to say anything's possible, but I mean, I don't think I ever thought uh, that I would be, you know, working at the level at Jackson that I am or have a show or whatever. Um, so, I think, you know, if you're really passionate about something and I'm not saying it's easy because there's been a lot of times where my wife had to float us uh, working as a nurse or we just didn't have money or we had a lot of credit card debt, um, you know, <clears throat> to get here. So like what I'm saying is if you're really passionate about something, no matter what it is, uh, figure figure out a way uh, to just keep trying to, to make that work. Um, and the reason I say that is like I see so many people work their whole lives uh to reach a point where they can stop working and enjoy what they're really passionate about um and so then they have like not a whole lot of years left to to enjoy that and they've spent most of their life a a very large majority of their life um, just trying to get to that point where they could and do some things that they enjoy um so for me, it's definitely not, you know, chasing money or whatever, like, you know, just accept that I get to go do something that I'm really passionate about, work with people that are also as passionate about the same thing that I am on a daily basis. And so there's a, you know, there's a trade-off, right? So like, I hope that I can do this for the rest of my life. Um, but I get to do it right now. And I think that's really key. So, um, yeah, I mean, just find if you if you're really passionate about something, just you know, go after it and go after it hard, uh, and it'll work.
0: There you go. There you have it. There you have it. So we need to build your fan base
2: up. <laughs> Am I unbuttoning the button? <laughs>
1: That's a different broadcast. Oh, that, Hold sorry. on. Oh, no, no, Put your
0: feet back up. I need those pictures for later. Um, <laughs> tell the good people out there that's watching tonight and, and listening here in the future when we upload this thing um, where they can find out more about the Road Trip Angler and Jameson Redding.
2: Yeah, so I would say definitely follow all of Jackson's so, social Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I don't know why that was hard to say um, because as we get closer to launch that's all going to be um, you know, put out there. All the content will be coming through there. Also um, Heliconia Press um, uh, Heliconia I believe is the way it is on Instagram um, but there's also going to be a page a landing page that will have links to all the content on Jackson's site as well and then um, myself uh, Jameson Redding on Instagram and Jameson Redding Fishing on Facebook uh, so that's where you'll see the content as we start releasing. it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's so, important to mention too. Um, when you head over to jacksonkayak.com, be sure to, uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, we've got a newsletter that goes out, uh, periodically and it'll have updates for everything that we've got going on, whether it's whitewater or Jameson's new show, or even Nick and Emily's new show. Uh, you guys will see some updates on there and, and it'll tell you about when those items are going to be airing so be sure jackson com at jameson reading on the gram smash that thumbs up button like him a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> well man we are going to let you go dark for a few minutes here while we close this thing out let you grab something to eat I know you've uh, just ran in the house so hang out for just a second we're going to close this thing out yep. and we'll be right with you my friend I
2: appreciate you guys having me on tonight it was a lot of fun
0: yeah appreciate <laughs> you being here man
1: Good morning, <laughs> Thanks for uh, thanks for leaving the smallies just to come chat. So yes, That's how much I love you guys. <laughs> that so, that yeah. says a lot. So. <laughs> All
0: right, see you, man. All right, Ooh, man. Looky there. Look, there we are. Good yeah. episode. Good episode. Educational, and uh, you know, it's always good to talk with Jameson so yeah
1: he's got a lot of a lot of good stuff on the hopper for this year he's gonna be on some awesome trips so absolutely
0: absolutely and uh let's go ahead and talk about uh let's go ahead and talk about the next one let's give him a little bit let's give him a little 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 taste of what we've got coming up on april 5th tell the people tell the people who we got
1: yeah mr uh well the the social media world knows them as yeti and yolo so it started out as just kind of their uh their rig names for their jeeps and turned into be their nicknames and that's kind of what they're known as now as yeti and yolo the adventure partners so uh he's a a fabrication genius the dude i mean custom jeep builds travel you know camping trailers uh he's a great camp chef he's you know he's learning some old skills now making knives they're they're working with brownells on the firearm side they're just they're doing so many different things and they just, they live a truly adventurous lifestyle. I mean, they live in a little shop that he's got out there in Iowa now, um, ever since they started working with Brownells. So before that, they were on the road for almost two years straight, just living out of their Jeeps and camping in rooftop tents and, you know, living remote. So it's it's going to be a a crazy, crazy conversation with them and, and really interesting and eye-opening, I think, to to kind of hear some of their stories and where they've been and what they've done
0: absolutely that's uh, that's why we are the orion podcast the cooler podcast telling even cooler stories well that's tonight man yeah so another see, good one we will see you guys again april 5th right here same place same time on the orion podcast thanks for watching we love you Bye later